surrender is the open-hearted participation. See, in acceptance, you might be participating, but you're like, I'll accept it, but I'm not going to give everything. Yeah, I'll accept my partner in relationship that this is the way they are, but I'm a little pissed off because I don't want them to be that way. And so I'm going to withhold my love. I'm, I'm, I'll be in the relationship, but I'm going to withhold my love. I'm going to hold back until they change. So, so you're, you're in acceptance, kind of. But surrender is when you open your heart to the experience and you participate fully. When things don't work out, we get disappointed, we get mad, we get sad, we get frustrated, we feel like a victim. But many times we can't see why things are happening in the moment. And so if you really believe that, well, the universe is always in a process of evolution. The universe cares about our growth and evolution. If the universe is about growth, evolution and expansion, then when things don't work out, the belief, the universe is always working something for my highest good, this or something better, then you can step back and say, okay, if it's not this situation, if it's not this thing right now, then the universe is bringing me something better. What could that be? What more amazing thing could happen? What better thing could happen? When you really trust that the universe is bringing you something better, even though you can't see it right now, then I think it, it opens you up to being able to move into a, a level of surrender that previously you may not have been able to. And I think that's really, that's really key and that's really important. The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach. Today, I have my mentor, Coop Blackson. Coop Blackson is a transformational teacher, speaker, visionary, and guide of immersive transformational experiences like his 12-day boundless Bliss Bali experience. Born of the son of a miracle man in Ghana, West Africa, his father was known amongst many for performing real miracles uh, and a traditional Japanese mother who did not speak a word of the same language as her husband at first. Coop grew up in London, and at the age of eight, he was speaking to thousands of people throughout his father's churches. At the age of 14, he became an ordained minister with the expectation to take over his father's ministry. In his heart, he felt called to do something different, and after finishing school in London, he decided to leave to America to fulfill his life's purpose and to help people across the world break through, live their most authentic life, live life more fully, and live their true life's purpose. He is the host of the Soul Talk podcast and the best-selling author of You Are the One and his latest book, The Magic of Surrender. Thank you, Coot. It is an honor. Great to, great to be here. Now, The Magic of Surrender, not only is your books amongst my favorite of any of I've ever read, The Magic of mm -hmm. Surrender definitely has... A, a palpable feel and why it's so important to look at life this way and finding the courage to let go. And I wanted to ask what or how is surrendering the key to creating magic in our lives? Yeah, I, I really feel that surrender is uh, the foundation for freedom. Uh, surrender is the password for freedom. Uh, surrender has uh, been the key to all of the great ones. If you look at Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Mandela, um, who else? Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali. Anyone that's done anything truly great, anyone that's done anything that has touched lives, that has that has impacted humanity at some point, they had to go beyond themselves and surrender themselves, their personalities, their lives to, to, to life itself and to being lived by life. And I think this requires a depth of surrender, surrendering uh, control, surrendering, trying to make life into what we think it should be. And so uh, I think it's the foundation for all of the great ones. They had to surrender so deeply to what was seeking to express through them 
that they tapped into another level of potential, they tapped into another level of power, they tapped into another dimension of existence, life itself, the, the universe, so to speak. And, and I would say that they were lived in that surrender. And so, you know, in our culture today, somehow uh, surrender has gotten a bad rap. We think that surrender means, uh, we have many misconceptions mm. in terms of surrender, that surrender means uh, weakness, surrender means being passive, that if you surrender, you're going to uh, be taken advantage of. If you surrender, you won't manifest your goals, dreams, and visions. If you surrender, things won't happen. If you surrender, you're just going to sit there and do nothing. If you surrender, uh, uh, you're going to have to sell everything and be homeless and be broke and go to the Himalayas and, you know, move to India. And, and just like, there's this idea of surrender that we have, but I think it's, it's really a misconception that I really wanted to reframe in this book. The idea of if you surrender, you're going to get less than what you thought. And really what I'm inviting people is into is a new paradigm of possibility, a new way of looking life, a new mode of operating in life, uh, one of control to one of surrender, one of ego to one of soul. And, and what I'm really inviting and, and, and want people to get is if you surrender, what if you didn't get less, but you got more? more than you could have originally planned, more than you could have visualized with your own mental capacity, more than what you could have imagined or written on your goal list in your journal. What if you got more? And to me, the more is where the magic is, more joy, more love, more abundance, more prosperity, more magnificence, more, whatever more means to you. And for me, this is the magic. And that's why I say, if you want the magic, that which is beyond your mind's uh, capacity to visualize and imagine. If you want the magic, you have to surrender. And many times we want the magic, we want the miracles, we want the blessings, but we don't want to surrender. We want to hold on to the old. We want to hold on to what's not working. We want to hold on to old relationships that aren't aligned. We want to hold on to old friendships and situations that aren't aligned. We want to hold on to old ways of beings, old addictive tendencies that aren't aligned. But what I found is if you're truly growing and evolving, the next level of your life will require the next level of you. And the next level of you will require that you release and you let go of the old, what's not working. But out of familiarity, comfort, safety, the ego, our sense of identity, we try to uh, preserve our sense of self by holding on to who we were, holding on to what we know, holding on to what's familiar. And so surrendering is to let go. So just so we can define it in the, as we begin the conversation, to surrender is to let go. To surrender is to let go of control. To surrender is to stop trying to force and manipulate life into a certain way of being. Uh, trying to, because when we do that, we end up limiting life in so many ways. To surrender is to let go of who you think you should be, the idea of who you think you should be. To surrender is to let go of the uh, idea of the life that you think you should be living because many in many ways we have this idea which is really a projection of the life we think we should be living and in doing so we're not able to be fully present with the life that that we have now we're not able to be fully present with the the real authentic expression of life that is seeking to happen through us in this moment because we're busy thinking well I should be that I should be and many times the what we're projecting in terms of what we should be living is based on our programming, is based on our parents, is based on society, is based on social media, is based on bullshit, is based on just external uh, perceptions and, and ideas. And so to surrender is to really let go so that we can open to what life is seeking to express, what life is seeking to unfold. And I think what it really requires is, the last thing I'll say is what really requires is a shift in paradigm. The old paradigm, and this is what I'm really excited about, the magic of surrender is to invite people into a new possibility and a paradigm of a way of living. And I, and I really see that 2020 pandemic, COVID, whatever we want to label it, the time we've been in, I believe is a spiritual process. The universe has, uh, has been facilitating a spiritual process of surrender 
making us, forcing us, challenging us, inviting us to surrender and let go of control in a certain way. You know, we went into 2020 with all the all of these ideas about what we thought was going to be with plans and they all went out the window and we either surrendered or we suffered. I mean, it's really that simple. And so I feel as though as a humanity, we are being initiated into a new way of being, a new way of living as a human being, a new way of operating, a transition from an ego-based way of living to a surrender and soulful, multidimensional, soulful way of living that is really living in harmony and in cooperation with life, which is all about surrender. So that old way that we've been conditioned and even so many spiritual, personal development, self-help books, uh, preach this idea, like, what do you want? You got to make shit happen. You got you to go grab it. You got to go get what's yours. You got to go do you. Go, 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 go. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Push, push, push. And you know what? It's all about control, the old paradigm of control. But if you really look at your life, if we look at our lives, how often has controlling life really worked out for us? You know, if we really look back, how has it really worked? It often doesn't work. I mean, sometimes you get what you want, but often it doesn't work. At least the frustration, exhaustion, burnout, yeah, disappointment, huge cost. cost, suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's a new way of living. And so the question that we've been conditioned to ask in many of the self-help uh, 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 teachings is, what do I want? What do I want? And here's what I found. You might get what you thought you wanted, that goal that you really thought you wanted. Maybe many folks you're listening in and you've achieved certain things. I'm sure, Musa, you've achieved certain things. But many times, maybe you've also had this experience where you got what you thought you wanted only to be sitting there going, shit, is this it? Is, is, is this all? I got the car. I got the house. I got the girl. I got the this. I made the check. And um, I, mean, I mean, it's okay, but it, it doesn't give us that enlightened joy that we thought we were going to get. And, and so... Many times you get what you thought you wanted, but many times what you thought you wanted was only what you thought you wanted based on who you thought you were, not necessarily what you really wanted. And so what we don't realize is this old paradigm way of goal setting, achievement paradigm is very limited. And yes, you can manifest this way, but it leads to a very limited life. And so many of our goals from this old paradigm really is a, they're a projection of unmet needs, maybe let's say from childhood. Dad wasn't around, mom wasn't around. We felt unworthy, we felt unlovable, we felt undeserving, we felt not enough, we got bullied. I mean, we were fat, we were ugly, we were this, we were that, we got bad grades. And so somewhere we made a story about ourselves being unlovable, not enough. And so there's this idea, a projection from the mind of if I can achieve that goal, if I can get that car, if I can make that money, if I can look that way, if I can get that body, if I can fill in the blank, then I'm going to be happy and then I'm going to be enough. So our goals are just projections. So when we even achieve them, it's never fulfilling because the very thing that we were projecting that we needed to achieve is not what we really wanted. And so this idea of what do I want is an old paradigm. What I'm really inviting people to is a new paradigm way of living, which is all about surrender. And we can deep dive into this more, but just to set the context, the question is a different question. The question comes from a different place. The question becomes, what is it? Asking yourself, what is it that life wants to express through me? What is it that the universe wants to live through me? What is it that life wants to manifest through me, create through me, love through me, art through me, write through me, podcast through me, speak through me? What is the deepest impulse of what life wants to create through me and move through me and use through me? And the, our goal then becomes to feel the deepest, most authentic impulse of what life wants to express through us and allow ourselves to tune into that, align with that, then align our mind, our body, our actions, our skills, our insight, our goal setting, our resources, our money, with, and our planning, our strategy with this authentic deep impulse of what life is seeking to express through us. And then I think we are living in alignment with nature, in alignment with our souls. Then the mind and our personality is now in service to our soul's deepest intention. And I think when we truly 
following our deeper soul's intention, when we're truly following our deeper soul's truth, we are in the flow. And when we're really in the flow, that's when magic happens because we're now working in harmony with nature. And so when we surrender, we're open, we're available. When we surrender and we're open, available, we don't put limits on life. When we don't put limits on life now, we're in a field of, let's say, all possibilities, infinite possibilities. There's no limits to what can happen through us, in us, and as us. And so surrender, I think, is, is the key. And that's why. That's so powerful. I, I don't want to glaze past that because even when you're talking about being in the flow, you even mentioned in the book, force versus flow, which I think is a beautiful concept because it's how can you be in flow if you're forcing everything to happen a, a certain way. But the, the one thing I want to pick out of what you said was the question of what is the universe trying to express through me? Mm. That, that shifts an entire view or an entire worldview, because now it's not about me, my ego. It's about the my purpose, this my soul's purpose to fulfill. And I think that that one question, if we really reflect and contemplate that, can sh really shift the way we pursue our goals or set our intentions instead of setting it on goals, like you mentioned, setting it on the courage to surrender. Mm -hmm. And and with that. How does the inability to surrender, the avoidance or resistance to surrender, sabotage us most of the times unconsciously? How does that happen? Um, the inability to surrender. I mean, you know, I think here's what I think we have to just acknowledge at first. We are all, even those who think, oh, I'm not surrendering, I can't surrender. We are all in the process of surrender. You, you can't not be in a, if you're a human being and you're alive, you can't not be in a process of surrender because life is the ultimate process of surrender. You're surrendering whether you like it or not, because the moment you're born, the moment you're born, you start breathing. We're all breathing. Every surrender is hardwired into our psyche, into our body, into our physiology. It's hardwired. What do I mean? Every, you breathe in. You breathe out. That's the surrender. You, got, you have to let go. It's like life is reminding us. You, you, you can resist and hold on. But at some point, it's a surrender. Whether you like it or not, every exhale is a letting go. Every exhale is a surrender. You know, every moment of life, there's so much in life that we can't control, that we have much, most of, much of life, we can't, you can't control what the government does. You can't control what so-and-so does. You, many of, we can't control necessarily what your spouse does. So, so life is a process of surrender. You know, at some point we start aging, age 40, age 50, age 60, age 70, the hair turns gray, this happens, the body starts shifting. Of course, there are things that we can do to stretch and flexible and strength and exercise and eat. But the reality is it happens. And so the question is not, do we surrender? It's surrender is happening. And how do we as human beings now, we either participate and cooperate with that process of surrender or we resist it. So it's really about how we go through it. We can resist it and suffer or we can participate with the fact we are being surrendered and at some point we will all die. And so uh, we can surrender now, we can surrender tomorrow, we can surrender on our deathbed, but we got to surrender. And so in so many ways, surrender can be a little scary for us. Uh, it can be a little scary for our the, the, the perceived sense of self. We have an idea about who we are and surrender is like, whoa, to, to let go of control. Control is the master addiction. And control is one of the ways that the ego, which is our perceived sense of self, what we think ourselves to be based on our past, based on pain, based on experiences, based on success, based on all those memories uh, that we attach to and identify through a level of conditioning, which gets reinforced through life and experiences and relationships, what we identify as ourself, one of the ways that the ego, our perceived sense of self, reinforces its existence and identity is through control. I'm the doer. I'm making shit happen. I'm doing it. I, I, I. And that's how our sense of self feels like. It's an illusion. I, I'm real. I exist. 
I'm real because I am the one that's doing and making shit happen. So the more I do, the more I'm real. And so that's how the ego reinforces itself. And so there is a natural fear inside of us, like to, to, to let go of control. It's like, who, who will I be if I let go of who I think I am? Who will I be if I let go of being the doer? How will things get done? How will life, how will I survive? And so there is this natural fear inside of us that we have to learn to look at and be with and, and, and kind of cultivate a relationship with. Let me break down a few phases of surrender that I think will help people in terms of understanding some of that resistance too. The first phase is, I call it when we are in denial. Denial meaning we're just like, we're either consciously in denial or we're really unconscious. We're just unconscious, unconscious being we're living, we're just living out the patterns and the conditioning and the life that our parents passed down to us. You know, we don't really question why we're doing what we're doing. We are the religion that was passed down to us. We kind of eat the food that was passed down to us. We're, we're just living what our culture, our genealogy, our grandparents were passed down to us. We're kind of doing what we were conditioned to do as a career. And we don't really question it. We, we're just living life. We're, we're just going through life thinking we're free, but we're not really free. The degree to which we're conditioned is the degree to which we're not really free. We're just playing out the conditioning that has been passed down to us from our childhood and generations. So when we're in denial or we're unconscious, that is a first stage in the, in, in the evolutionary trajectory of the process of the arc of surrender. Then maybe someone starts, maybe shit happens in life, you know, a breakup, a breakdown, a death, an illness, something happens that is a trigger that begins the process of awakening, begins the process of questioning. Wait a second. Maybe there's more here. I've been living my life a certain way. Someone died. Is this it? Maybe there's more. Is what I'm living my purpose? Is this my purpose or, or is there more? I achieved this, you know, I bought the Lamborghini. I got the house. I got, it, it, I'm still not satisfied. Wait a second. Is there more to life than this? We begin to question. Don't know if I'm, if I'm really happy in this relationship. I mean, why am I not happy in this? And so the questioning begins where we begin to question our current reality and who we've been. We begin to question who we've been, what we believe, what we perceive, what we want, where we're going. Questioning starts. This can be a scary time because when we start questioning who we were, the ego, our sense of self starts freaking out because who will we be if we let who we think we are go that can be a little scary so what then happens in the process and evolution of surrender is many times we're unconscious or we're in denial then we move to questioning and then ego kicks in self-protection mechanism self-preservation and we begin resisting we start resisting we resist by distracting ourselves. We resist by drugs, food, sex, rock and roll, you know, whatever the distractions out there. It's just another form of resisting uh, the deeper truth, resisting what we really are, resisting what we know deep inside, resisting our greatness, resisting our life. So we begin to resist a deeper surrender into our deeper truth, our deeper nature, deeper reality of what we are. And, and so many times we resist for an entire lifetime. We resist our destiny. We, we resist our calling. We resist making a certain decision. And so that game of resistance goes on. And underneath that, it's just fear. We, we're just afraid, you know? And, and we move to the next phase, which is, we'll call it negotiation. We begin to negotiate with our truth. We begin to negotiate with our reality. One of the ways that we keep ourselves stuck in the resistance and negotiation phase is we lie to ourselves. You know, we bullshit ourselves. We lie to ourselves. We don't tell the truth to ourselves about what we really, 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 really feel. Maybe you're in a relationship and you know, it's not right, but you make excuses about it. No, it's fine. It's not so bad. You know, she's got potential. He's got potential. It, it could be better. You know? so, and we start just making up stories and scenarios. And we, we just stop telling the truth to ourselves about, well, I don't really care about that. I don't really care about those things. Oh, it's okay. And, or maybe you're working a job that you hate or that is not in alignment with your truth that you know is 
you know that this job that you're spending 5, 10, 15 years of your life is not the true purpose for why you were put on this planet, but you make excuses. You know, you, you're like, it's fine. I'm grateful. It's okay. When deep down, you're dying inside. And so one of the ways that we keep ourselves stuck from true surrendering is perpetuated by the lies that we tell ourselves. So I would say one of the first places that people can begin to open, crack open to surrender is not to try to go to, I'm just surrendering right now, you know, because often that doesn't happen. Surrender is a process. And sometimes people try to say, let me just crack myself open to surrender. Look at, start by looking at what lies, what lies am I telling myself? What am I not telling the truth to myself about, about who I am, what I really feel? Oh, it might, it, surrender might just start by saying, you know what? I'm in a relationship and I know it's not right. I am going to stop resisting or negotiating and I'm just going to tell myself the truth. I'm actually telling people, take the pressure off of having to take an action, take the pressure off of having to break up, take the pressure off of having to do something. Because sometimes one of the reasons we resist telling ourselves the truth is the fear of the consequences of, oh shit, what's going to happen if I tell myself the truth? What am I going to have to do about it? And so take all the pressure off. Surrender can begin just by acknowledging the truth to yourself about what you feel, about what you really feel. So, okay, I'm in a relationship and I know it's not right. Just be with that. I'm working a job that I hate. Hate. I hate this job. It's not a line. Be with that. Just being with the truth begins a process inside that starts moving you to the next step. So what lies am I telling myself? What am I pretending to not know? Because we're constantly pretending in so many ways. But pretending, we, we, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I should do or what I shouldn't do. When deep inside, we know what the truth is. We constantly bullshit ourselves and the mind we have to be aware the mind makes a decision and it rationalizes why that decision is right. But most of the decisions we make are based on preserving our ego sense of identity. And so one of the keys to spiritual evolution, one of the keys to transformation, one of the keys to a breakthrough, one of the keys to surrender is being willing to tell yourself the truth, the real, raw, authentic truth about who you are and what do you feel? What's the truth? What are you pretending to not know? Number three is being willing to acknowledge the cost of the lies. In other words, being willing to feel the pain. See, if people might say, Could I, I, I don't, if I'm lying to myself, how do I know if I'm lying to myself? If I'm lying to myself, <laughs> how you'll know that you're lying to yourself it, because it can be very sneaky, right? Sometimes we're like, no, I, this is what I really feel. And we've just been bullshitting ourselves for 10 years, five years, three months, a year, whatever it is. You will often know that you're lying to yourself if you're not sure, if you're playing a game with yourself. Here's how you'll know. It will manifest, you will feel some kind of pain inside of yourself. Now, the pain will manifest in a few ways. Number one, the pain might manifest as Let's just be obvious, some physical ailment or symptom, right? Back ache, eye ache, you know, shoulder ache, knee, some physical thing, liver ache, stomach ache. Uh, that's one manifestation of the unexpressed, unacknowledged, suppressed emotion that you're not acknowledging, manifesting in your body as a message. Number two, it might manifest as a real disease, right? A real disease in some way in a physicalized form, because your body, again, is trying to communicate to you and what you don't feel in a conscious way manifests to your body. Thirdly, it might manifest because your life stops flowing. Your life just kind of gets disconnected and it, it just, there's no flow in your life, right? That's, that's one way that pain can manifest. The other way it can manifest is a little more subtle in that it doesn't manifest obviously in your body, it can manifest, actually, let me go with one more. It can manifest in that you feel depressed, emotionally kind of depressed, sad, uh, tired, exhausted, or heavy. That can be a sense of like, hmm, there might be some truth you're not acknowledging as well. The other way it can manifest, which is a little sneakier, is you start attracting people in your life that, that express the sadness. You're, you seem fine. Cool, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm wonderful. 
but all the people you start attracting in your life are angry, are mad, are sad, are depressed, you know, in some way. So they're playing out your unconscious for you to see. So what's suppressed in you gets expressed in them and you manifest those people to you. That can be another sign. So if you look at all those things, this is how you can bust yourself on the lies that you're telling yourself that you're not acknowledging, right? And so really looking at what are the lies I'm telling myself, we, we can truly begin surrendering and setting ourselves free by telling the truth. I tell people, if all you do, I would tell people, stop meditating, stop doing yoga. This is a little extreme, obviously, and tongue in cheek, but stop meditating, stop doing yoga, stop reading the books, just start telling yourself the radical honest truth about who you are, what you feel, feel the truth, acknowledge the truth, speak the truth. Life will start transforming. Life will start shifting. Life, your relationships will shift. Sure, you might lose some things and lose some people, but what you're going to lose and who you're going to lose was probably not authentically, truly aligned with who you are right now anyway, right? And so that's part of surrender. So back to Resistance, negotiation. We start nego negotiating. The challenge is after we start negotiating for so long, uh, or maybe we negotiate for 20 years a relationship and it's still the same, we come to a point where we have to realize that no matter how much we negotiate, nothing is changing. Your health ain't going to change. Well, maybe I can eat that Big Mac twice a week and work out once a day we've got to stop negotiating, right? We, we negotiate with our destiny. Maybe I can hold on. And when I'm retired, I could do that thing. And, I'll, and, mm -hmm. and our life passes us by. So we start realizing that no matter how much we negotiate, nothing's going to change. So we have to move into reality. We have to move into radical acceptance of what is. And this is the next stage on the pathway to true surrender. Acceptance of what is. There's many books written on accepting what is, right? Accept what is, accept what is. To shift your reality, you have to get into relationship with your reality. So this is where acceptance comes in. Many people think that acceptance is surrender. I actually say acceptance does not equal surrender. You can be in acceptance, but not in true surrender. You can be in, for instance, uh, maybe it's raining outside, you wanted to go outside and, you know, go jogging or have a day with your family. And now you're pissed off that it's raining outside. You accept it's raining outside. So you take an umbrella, but you're pissed off. You're mad. You're frustrated. You're, you're not participating fully. You're feeling a little upset. Or there's some level of the experience. In any moment of suffering, check your thoughts. The experience that I'm having is not the experience I should be having. Mm. I, sh I should be having some other experience right now shouldn't be like this, shouldn't be like this, shouldn't be like this. Instant suffering, <laughs> opposite of surrender, okay? And so you can be in acceptance, but surrender is something deeper. What do I mean by that? Surrender is the open-hearted participation. The open-hearted participation with the process of life and the experiences that are happening in your life. The open-hearted participation. This is surrender. See, in acceptance, you might be participating, but you're like, okay, it's like, I'll accept it, but I'm not going to give everything. Yeah? I'll accept my partner in relationship that this is the way they are, but I'm a little pissed off because I don't want them to be that way. And so I'm going to withhold my love. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be in the relationship, but I'm going to withhold my love. I'm going to hold back until they change. So, so you're, you're in acceptance, kind of, but surrender is when you open your heart to the experience and you participate fully. Two things help with that participation. When you understand, at least this is a belief, okay? The universe is always working for your highest good to bring you this or something better. Many times when things don't work out, our minds, because the mind is conditioned and is limited in its ability to see reality and make meaning out of things correctly, because we're looking through the lens of our conditioning based on past programming, 
when things don't work out, we get disappointed, we get mad, we get sad, we get frustrated, we feel like a victim. But many times we can't see why things are happening in the moment. And so if you really believe that, well, the universe is always in a process of evolution. The universe cares about our growth and evolution. If the universe is about growth, evolution and expansion, then when things don't work out, the belief, the universe is always working something for my highest good, this or something better, then you can step back and say, okay, if it's not this situation, if it's not this thing right now, then if the universe is bringing me something better, what could that be? What more amazing thing could happen? What better thing could happen? When you really trust that the universe is bringing you something better, even though you can't see it right now, then I think it, it opens you up to being able to move into a, a level of surrender that previously you may not have been able to. And I think that's really, that's really key and that's really important. The second thing too, to really move into this surrender, this open-hearted participation is the sense of understanding that you are a soul. When you understand that you are a soul, not just this physical body, you're a soul. You've incarnated into this human experience. We incarnate as souls into this human experience because there's certain lessons that we're here to learn, grow, and evolve through. Life is the classroom for your soul's growth and evolution. That means every situation, every relationship, every person, every, every up and down, every freaking challenge you go through is really the curriculum for your soul's growth and evolution. When you start stepping back and, and moving beyond looking at life, from a one-dimensional level, this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened, succeeded, failed, this happened, that happened, one-dimensional, just achievement of the goal, okay, to start looking at life from a multi-dimensional perspective of the soul. There's the goal and line, and then there's the soul line. When you start looking at the soul line, you start realizing every single experience I'm going through for a reason because my soul is seeking to learn something through this experience so that I, I can become more, love more, realize more of who I really am. So even if you really get that, even if the situation you're in is difficult, challenging, tumultuous, if you focus from a soul, a soulistic viewpoint, if you focus from looking at from the soul, which is all about growth and learning, your soul doesn't always care about your convenience of your personality. Your soul cares about evolution. Sometimes the worst experience can be the best experience from the perspective of your soul because the growth and learning opportunity there is maximal. So when you're in a difficult situation, you, if you can then go, okay, learning, growth, what's the lesson? Then you can surrender to the lesson, surrender to learning the lesson. Surrender to learning the lesson in that situation. When you learn the lesson, then you start transcending that situation because you've shifted. As you shift, life shift, you transcend that situation and you begin to attract something different. So part of it is surrender. Rather than saying, I don't like this, saying, huh, why did I attract this? What is my soul seeking to learn? And then you participate fully say okay i'm going to give everything to the situation i'm going to give everything in this job i'm going to give everything in this relationship so that i can learn everything i need to learn so that i can then transcend to the next level and graduate to the next classroom that's part of surrender versus resistance between acceptance and surrender though is the final thing there is a key there is a phase that most people miss most people and this is one of the reasons why most people don't actually make it into surrender because they miss this phase. I call it grieving. Grieving. A lot of people don't realize grieving. What do you mean? Just freaking surrender. And we try to surrender and we try to surrender and we, and we can't because we're like trying to make ourselves surrender. Grieving is an important phase in the process of surrender. Surrender is a death, a death of who you thought you were a death of an identity, a death of a relationship. It's, it's, a, it's a death of some, an identity. It's a death of something. So to truly open to the new, we must honor what was. We must honor the feelings of what were. We must honor the feelings of what we're letting go of. Otherwise, there'll be a part of us that is stuck in the past, not fully open to the new possibilities. If a relationship breaks up and you don't honor the end of that relationship, the grief, the pain, the sadness, there'll be a part of your heart that will be stuck in the past and won't be open to a new relationship, which is why many times people 
suppress their grief when they end the relationship, jump into a new relationship because a part of them that's closed and not fully open. When we truly honor through grieving, we realize that grieving has no timeline. Grieving happens in layers and stages, and we must honor it fully. By fully honoring the grief, we're able to move into surrender. Here's the challenge. As a culture, we are conditioned to not feel grief. You, 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 you look at a TV commercial, right? You're watching TV. Hey, the guy comes on. Hey, you feel sad? Don't worry. Take this pill. Hey, you feel sad? Pop this pill. I mean, there might be a shitload of side effects. Your hair might fall out. Your eyeballs might fall out. You know, uh, 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 your ears might fall off. But pop this pill. You won't have to feel the pain. We have learned to disconnect and suppress the pain. But what we don't realize is that all feelings that don't have healthy expression often end up expressing in unhealthy ways. We, we tend to deny the grieving or the pain or the neg negative feelings because we're afraid if we really acknowledge the grief, it will last forever. It will last forever. It will never end. We're afraid if we acknowledge the grief, it will be overwhelming and we're, we're like, we're gonna, we won't be able to handle it. We're afraid if we acknowledge the grief in some way, um, sometimes we don't acknowledge the grief as a way to hold on to the past. Because if we don't acknowledge the grief, then maybe it, the relationship hasn't ended. If I don't acknowledge the grief, then maybe the person I love, like my mom or my dad, maybe I don't have to acknowledge that they've really died. If I don't acknowledge the grief, then it's not real. So sometimes we don't acknowledge the pain as a way to hold on to the old right? The other thing is, I see people do a spiritual bypass sometimes. Like, they say, Musa, I just want to stay in a high vibration. I only want to be in a high vibration, law of attraction, baby, high vibration. So we've got to keep it high, keep it high, motivation, keep it high. So I don't want to acknowledge the grief. The challenge is, all feelings remain present until fully felt. So by suppressing the grief, trying to be motivationally positive, you end up carrying the energetic of pain with you, into the day, into your relationship, into your situations, and that vibration stays with you, and you end up recreating and attracting situations in your life that tend to trigger and manifest that grief in your experiences. To truly move forward, we have to feel. When we truly feel, no feeling lasts forever. All feelings remain present till fully felt. All feelings have a natural cycle. And so here's what I would say. If you're feeling some grief, if you're feeling some uh, pain or sadness, trust the wisdom of your body. Take the label off of the feeling. Good, bad, you know, mad, grief, uh, anger. Take the label off. Don't call it anything. Just experience the sensation, right? Just experience the sensation of whatever that feeling is in your body. Many times people think they're feeling their feelings, but they're resisting their feelings, they're judging their feelings, or they're thinking about their feelings and wondering why. Well, could I'm feeling my feelings, but they're not really feeling their feelings. They're thinking about their feelings. To truly feel your feelings, which is where they begin to, the layers begin to dissolve, is to be fully present with the experience of it and the sensation of it in your body without judgment, without justification. And if you can notice what happens when you're just with the sensation of the feeling, being fully present with the sensation of the feeling, it will move. There will be a movement. Now you're really experiencing the feeling rather than thinking about the feeling. All feelings remain present till felt. So to acknowledge the grieving, we can, that's a whole other conversation, but to acknowledge the grieving is a part of the process of surrender because then we'll be more open to letting go, more open to the new, more open to new possibilities. Then you move into surrender. And then you move into that state of what I call, we'll call it flow or magic. And how you know that you're in flow or magic, you can just feel it. You know, Life leads you. You're being led by life. You're being guided by life. Uh, things start happening in your life that it's like synchronicity. You find yourself in the right place. You go somewhere and someone points you in a direction. You go another way, someone points you in another direction and things start flowing in your life and things start happening that you could never have planned, you know? And so one thing in that flow that we have to 
shall we say, embrace is the unknown, you know? And this is part of the shift in surrender is to really embrace the unknown. One of the ways that we try to control is we try to understand and know everything. Got to know, got to know, got to know. Where am I going, Musa? What are we doing, Musa? What are you doing here? Where are we going? What's the, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the... I mean, look at the times where there might have been times where you thought you knew what was going to happen and you thought you knew exactly what was, that it wasn't. Even when you think you know, you really don't know. It's just an illusion of knowing that, that appeases our minds for a moment, right? And so, and if you look at many, just look at many, how many of the best things in your life, our lives happened that we had no idea were going to happen? that we had no plan, meeting the love of your life. I mean, did anyone say, well, I'm going to go to Starbucks, 11 a.m. I'm going to meet my wife in Starbucks, 11 a.m. on June the 25th, you know, in, uh, in, in Santa Monica on 7th and, and you know, uh, Montana. It, it does, it's not how life happens, you know. And so I would invite people to think about it if they're thinking of surrender, Look at all of the things that didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Number one, and how many of those things are you really grateful for now that didn't work out? Like that relationship, you were so in love with that person and you really swore that this was your life partner. You couldn't imagine being without them. You wanted it, you wanted it, you wanted it, you wanted it. Now you think back and you're like, thank God that didn't work out. Thank God. Now you think, what was I thinking? That's one. Look at things in your life that didn't work out the way you wanted, but they worked out better than you wanted. Things that didn't go according to plan, but actually turned out better. Like you had an idea and things happen better. Look at all of those things. Because we tend to focus on all the shit that goes wrong. That doesn't, but how many things worked out beyond better than you imagined? Right? And so when, we, when we're truly living in surrender, then we can stay open and realize that life has its own rhythm. And so letting go of this constant need to know, understand, know, understand, make meaning. What does this mean? Because our ability to understand and make meaning about life is limited. It's limited because the lens through which we're looking through is the mind and the mind is conditioned and programmed from our childhood. And so the, we're only able to see a small piece of the infinite tapestry of this grand painting called life we're only able to see through a very limited lens of our own ego so what we often think is isn't what we think is reality isn't and so the willingness to rather than say okay i know what this is now we limit life the willingness to say well i don't know what this is but i'm open the openness is a key to surrender second thing being curious is a key to surrender Rather than saying, oh, I know what this is. I know what this isn't. I know what this relationship is. I know, so, you know what? I don't know. The ability to not know, the degree to which we can rest in the unknown is the degree to which we're free. I don't know, but I'm going to show up and allow myself, here's the key, to allow yourself to be led by life, to allow life to lead you. So you don't have to know where you're going to get to exactly where you need to be. But there's something in you that knows. All of the books that say you got to know, you got to, eh, eh, it, it, I think it, it, it sets people up and is incorrect. The truth is, we don't really know shit anyway. There is an intelligence that is bigger than us, you know. In reality, it's bigger than us. And so, does that mean we just sit on the couch and do nothing? No, that's not what surrender is. Just sit on the couch, just sit there and do, do nothing. No, you feel your deepest, let me make this clear. You feel your deepest truth. Feel that deepest truth based on the best that you have right now. You feel it, okay. And then you move in the direction with innocence, with an openness, with a humility, and you give everything you've got going in the direction of your deepest, most authentic truth without attachment. Don't get attached to that goal. Don't get attached to what you think is because maybe what you think is isn't. Sometimes the goal that you think is the goal is not the goal, it's just the necessary uh, journey that you need to go on so that you can learn the lessons to become who you need to be in the pathway of your, the fulfillment of your destiny. And so go in the direction, be open, allow life to show you, to guide you, to reveal itself to you. Then we are living in cooperation and participation with life. And I think that is what it is to live surrender.
Cool. I don't even. Yeah, I, I just think everyone who's listening to this, do yourself a favor and just rewind the whole thing over <laughs> and watch it again. Because in this short hour, I believe, is the key to fulfillment. If if we re-listen and re-listen and apply what you're saying, I hope people are taking notes because there is just, I could already envision multiple pages when I'm re-listening to this later. Do yourself a favor, re-listen to this and another a great idea, recommendation, or just a requirement. Make this a requirement to get Coot's book, The Magic of Surrender. Because if, you, if you're even listening to this and you have a pulse, you understand the the heart and the soul that's in Coot Blackson. And it's in that book. And even his first book, which is amongst my favorite books ever, You Are the One. Nice. Please do yourself a favor because your life matters and your purpose is necessary. And I think surrender is just such a key to the self-mastery journey. Uh, and it's just so important. And it's a journey. It's not something I feel like we just surrender and all oh, we're done. It's a constant. Life will continuously put opportunities for us to surrender to in front of us uh, until we truly understand it. And Coot, I just want to thank you so much for spending the time uh, and I, I really believe the greatest gift we can give is our authentic self and our time. And you've done that here. And I'm just so, so grateful for you. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Follow Coot on Instagram at CootBlackson.com. Follow his YouTube channel, podcast, Soul Talk podcast. I'll have everything linked in the show notes. Follow him because he just continues to give this great, these great, pieces of content that can truly shift the way you look at life. It has done for me. I remember the first time I heard Coot on a podcast and, and since then my life has never been the same. So I appreciate you. Coot, do you have any parting messages? Look, life is short, you know, we're all going to die at some point. And so if there's something you want to do, do it. If there's something you're called to say, say it. If there's someone you need to forgive, forgive them. Um, many times we think we have forever. And the only guarantee is this moment. And when Beth comes and we meet our maker, we can't go to God and say, hey, God, can I get a refund on those seven years that I wasted in that job? Can I get a refund on those two years in that relationship that I knew wasn't right? Once it, God says, no, once it's gone, it's gone. Time is gone. And so mm -hmm. it's the most precious thing we have. You know, it's the most precious thing we have. So how would you need to live in such a way that you have no regrets. What would you need to do? What would you need to say? Do it right now, because this is it. Like this is it right now. Surrender to this moment and give everything you've got. The world is waiting for you. That's what I would say. Thank you, Kud. I love you and I appreciate you yes. for joining me. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.